doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Are you still eating marshmallows? I am still eating marshmallows. He brought um, marshmallow, like the marshmallows from uh, Lucky uh, Charms. Like Lucky Charms. Just the marshmallows. So yeah. we're eating those. There's a grocery store that just sells the bag of marshmallows. <laughs> you don't have to had... pick them out individually. Yeah. And I've had that before, but the marshmallows are like stale, so they're just not mm. crunchy because. For Lucky Charms marshmallows, those things have to crunch yeah, for them do. to be good. You're right. And so I'm like, okay, let's see how this is. And it's crunchy. I'm like, oh, this is bad. I'm just going to take a funnel because I think we got like a half pound bag of it. This is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we um, we added a small thing to the beginning of last episode. Yes, we but did. But it was after we had already uploaded it. So it's possible that people didn't hear that. Yes. Um. So, uh, you're just gonna eat those? Like, you're just like it's like crack here. You just like chugging them. I know. Do you want to mainline that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to be eating that much of it, so, so I smuggled brought- it downstairs to Steve's uh, basement <laughs> as our wives are upstairs, not knowing any better. He pulls out this bag from his pocket. And he's like, "Look what I got! I got us some contraband." Yep. <laughs> it's like he had literally smuggled crack into my house. I know. <laughs> it pretty much is the equivalent for me. I'm a fat guy, so well. I'm not going to lie, I'm eating it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while I eat my handful of marshmallows, do you want to go over kind of what your idea was and what was at the beginning of that last episode? All right. so yes, we uh, look at our stats every week. Oh, fuck and... <laughs> <laughs> and what we notice is there's always a person from Terre Haute, Indiana, that's one of the first people to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to write us. Uh, mm-hmm. Write Steve, what is your address again? Mm. <laughs> he still got the marshmallows. Mm. Good God. Uh, SPQR2001 at Gmail. Mm. Keep going. I got to finish right. that marshmallow bite. <laughs> yeah. So um, go ahead and email him and say, hey, I'm the one that's always listening. We're not asking for like any kind of evidence. Uh, we're not going to give you a cognitive test or anything, but we would like you to um, figure out a time where we can all get together and you show up on the podcast just for a few minutes so we can learn a little bit about you. Maybe you can do a segment with us and something like that. So um, Terre Haute person that always listens to our thing, pretty much right when we get it up, let us know who you are. Just say hi. Even if you don't want to go on the podcast, just leave us a message saying hi We'll say hi back. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, that sounds fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bring it up this week because it's very possible that um, you didn't get the add-on because I don't know kind of when that was when that was. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Did iTunes? For I don't know if you listen to iPhone. Did iTunes? Not pick up that one before you download. You know what I mean? Uh huh. So, so we're just doing it again. So. Anyway. Um, yeah, come on, say hi. Um, like I said, even if you don't want to get on the podcast, just pop us an email just so we can say hi and thank, thank you. you for listening yeah. and also sorry mm. for listening. There's that too. Yes. Um, I do know a few people over there, so I have an idea, uh-huh. at least some people, but regardless. You know people? I have a few. Okay. So. Um, how long, let's take a pool, how long before I go into diabetic coma in this? I'm not going to care because I'm going to go too because yeah. this is pretty good. So if we just go to dead air for a while, that's because, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. Holy cow. I'm going to eat more of those. Um, 
This is the, this is probably the most professional start yeah. to a podcast we've ever had. <laughs> We're just eating Lucky Charms marshmallows. Um, hey, purple clovers and blue moons are the best, man. God, I love the moon. <laughs> um, so, oh God, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I started re-listening to uh, some old episodes of The Dollop because I'm fully caught up. Uh huh. And I had. It has been so long since I listened to the episode uh, on The Rube. The Rube is great. It may be the best episode of all time. Uh-huh. Um, I have tickets to go see them in Indianapolis. Well, it was supposed to have already happened. Yeah. So I'm hoping to St. Louis, too. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that it happens, because I'd like to go see them, but mm-hmm. I'm not holding out my hopes. Yeah. I bet we could do a podcast in Illinois, because we could... Keep under the guidelines. There'd be less than fifty people there. There would be less than fifty. We could socially distance our podcast. Yes, we could socially distance. We'd have two people in the audience, and one of them would be the janitor. Yeah, <laughs> scruffy. He's just, he's just tapping his watch, like hurry up. Uh, you guys said you'd be out of here at six thirty. Yeah. So I'm eating this. Um. Yeah, so he's got another bite. So uh, we're continuing our look back at the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's Two Towers, mm-hmm. I got a surprise for Steve Uh-oh. at the end of this episode, so we're going to go a little bit faster. Wait a minute, is that, is that for podcasting, or is that was that a surprise for like later? <laughs> Both. Oh, okay. We're going to do it on the podcast. Oh, you guys get a special treat this week. <laughs> Your uh, surprise was the uh, crack marshmallows. But no, I, I, I have something that we're going to do at the end of it, so we're going right, to get cool. through this one. A little bit faster. Okay. Um, Two Towers is my favorite one. I'll. It's one of those movies that I remember exactly when I saw it and where I saw it and with who. Because mm-hmm. I was in college and it was during finals week and we mm-hmm. went to the midnight show anyway. Got home at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Had a final at 8 o'clock that morning. And everybody oh, that fun. went with me was in that same class. So we all had that same <laughs> final. So, But, I mean, that's one of those things that I still remember the amazement of watching the Helm's Deep battle. And mm-hmm. it has not been surpassed no. for that kind of um, battle. You know, you can't put something like Avengers Endgame and anything like that because it's not the same. But, you know, um, I remember, was it last year or two years? Time has no meaning for what? anymore. For um, Game of Thrones. Did it in last year? Last year. Yeah, so last year, when they had Battle of Winterfell, all you heard for a week before... Was this is going to make Helm's Deep look, you know, small? This is so much better than Spoiler Helm's alert, Deep. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't even get close to it. Because the one of the nice things about Helm's Deep is you could tell what was going on. You could see things. Yes. But you know, Helm's Deep. I watched it again, and it wasn't anticlimactic. I mean, yeah, the Game of Thrones finale was anticlimactic. Yeah. It just was for me. So was the Battle of Helm's Deep. I mean, the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. Just, it took like three seconds to take out the the Night King. The Night King. Yeah, um, that was God. I'm like, you didn't even do anything, and all of a sudden, Arya just shows up. He's dead. Oh, yeah. so all right. I mean, there have been a lot of these movies that have tried to outdo. They can't. Lord of the Rings. I don't think any of them have like mm-hmm. um, that really bad Guy Ritchie King Arthur. Oh God, movie. that was horrible. <laughs> it was. It was so bad, and. Um, they made, like, another Robin Hood and, you know, even the Chronicles of Narnia and everything like that. Everybody's trying to do this, but nobody has done it like this scene. So, here's here's the thing with this. So, we talked before we started recording. Return of the King isn't my favorite of the three, 
But Helm's Deep is my favorite scene of the I mean, Two Towers isn't your favorite. Or, that's what I meant, yeah. Damn it! <laughs> I'm forgetting that one again, aren't I? Yeah. Return of the King is my favorite, is what I was trying to say. Yes. Um, Two Towers is not my favorite of the three, but Helm's Deep is the favorite scene mm-hmm. of the three. And when I think back on it, I think Helm's Deep is this huge, grand, takes up half the movie. It really doesn't take up that long overall. It, it's, it's a, it's good, a good chunk. It's a good chunk, but yeah. it's not all of it. There's a, there's a lot of story around it. Yeah. And, but it's just set apart so well. You probably could have just made a movie of the Helm's Deep battle, and it would still have been a good movie. Yeah, and what like when I watched it this time because I've seen this other stuff, you know, all these things trying to take over Helm's Deep. Number one, Peter Jackson directed the hell out of this scene. Yes, Um, it was edited wonderfully. The acting was great. The music, everything just goes well. But what I think one of the reasons Helm's Deep scene is so good is they spent an hour and 40 minutes beforehand getting you to care for these characters. Because Rohan, all the Rohanians are some of my favorite secondary characters in it. Mm -hmm. I love Rohan so much more than Gondor because you like Theoden. You like him as a king. And they um, build and build and build up to this that, you know, when Aragorn has a scene where he's yelling at Legolas, he's like, and I'll die with him. That Mm -hmm. you understand why he is going to sacrifice himself yeah, for these people. Yeah, because Legolas, as they're as they're building up this whole thing, Legolas is like, "Listen, we've got other stuff we've got to do. The, they're going to go fight. Die. They're going to go die over there." Yeah, and he's like, "And I will die." And Aragon's like, "And I will die as one of them." Yeah, and so honestly, outside of the Shire, because the Shire still holds a very special place to me. It's this yes, very it's... calm and peaceful place, and mm-hmm. Rohan is where I would want to live. Yeah. I love Rohan. I love everything about Rohan. It's beautiful. The music when they play. I still, you know, every time I see the scene where they're riding up and um, Theoden is still under Sauron's, Sauron's control and um, Eowyn goes outside and the flag rips off and the music plays as yeah. the flag goes down to the, Yeah, and yeah. like it goes past Aragorn. That's just a beautiful scene. And you care for all the people. You care about... Carl Urban, you know, his mm-hmm. um, character, you know, the writer Rohan, the brother of Eowyn, um, Aramir. You yeah. care about him, even though he is not in this movie that much. He's got, like, two scenes, and then um, Theoden, still being controlled, kicks him out with Wormtongue. Right. And then he's gone until the end. Yeah. But you still like that character. You sure and, do. Uh, the other thing is, they spend enough time telling you, you know, I love this about it, too, because you actually want... A lot of times with these CG battles, now it's like, okay, this CG battle is beating this one. You don't care about any of the characters, but Peter Jackson takes his time and shows like the old farmer having to get the axe and the teenager being snatched from his mom's hand and her crying and the dad hugging well, the kids and as they all go off to fight because these people fighting aren't their soldiers. The soldiers are gone. Isn't These this, are farmers. There's that scene where... The guy, they're, they're in Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. and it's like a young kid, basically, has a sword, and he's, like, shaking. Yeah, and Aragorn's and like, Aragorn takes it sword. and swings it, and he says, this is a beautifully balanced sword, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's a good blah. sword. And he hands it back to him. I mean, you care so much, but on top of the caring, this is one... Okay, so, outside of... You and I saw Dunkirk together in the theaters. Yes. And Dunkirk was one of the few that I had a physical reaction to. I was sweating. Yeah. This was another scene where I really had a physical reaction to this scene. Because they built it up for... I mean, they built up the world so well in the first one. Uh 
and through and the second one they really it. expand it. Yeah. But on top of that, they 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 don't just expand it; they layer it. Mm-hmm. So you start to really feel like this is an unstoppable force. Yeah, there's 10, nothing going deep. to stop them. And as the battle starts, you know. It's already dark. They're all standing there. You already feel this sense of dread, and then the rain starts. Yeah. And the way that you hear the rain tinking off the armor. Yeah, and it's great. And it's just... Oh, and like so you good. Just, and, like, um, then Theoden is just like... So it begins. So it begins. Yeah. God, I love Theoden's speech. Uh, like, just the way he speaks. Because Bernard Hill just, you know, acts the shit out of these movies. He is, he like... Really does. He is one of those like kind of sneaky MVPs of like the supporting cast mm-hmm. because my God, I would follow this man into battle too. Yeah, but you know he's just got all of those great you know things where he's like, it has begun, and then I love the scene and like the way it's just shot. So there's this light coming behind him when he's getting his um, his armor on, and like mm-hmm. they're putting the armor on, and just you know that great speech. Um, there, where where now is the horse and the rider? Where is the hor- horn that is blowing? You know, the bright hair flowing, the harp and the harp string. You know, all of that. You know, he's just talking, and you see all of these shots just boom, 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 here, there, and everywhere. And you see it getting ready. You're like, and you are so ready for this to start. You know, it's one of those things that Peter Jackson's good at foreplay. Oh, he's really good at foreplay. The foreplay is as good as the actual event. And then, like... He's really good at afterwards, too, because then you have, like, at the end of it, you have what is my favorite speech in it, the one from Sam where he's talking about the stories and, you know. Yeah, the they all they all had their chances to turn back Mr. Yeah. Frodo, but mm-hmm. none of them did. And, like, this is going on when, because, like, usually the second movie is when it's the darkest for the characters. Think of Empire Strikes Back. Empire you know? is still the darkest of the three. Yeah, it's still the darkest of the three. Last Jedi was too. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, Matrix, um, yeah. Revolution, uh, Reloaded, because it kind of ends <clears throat> like whatever you do doesn't matter. You're going to lose. Yes. Yeah. We've done this 200 times before. I think that's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, so, but this is actually one of their high points. There you had the low point. 30 minutes before. They have a low point in the movie. Uh-huh. But this is one of the few movies, like you said, that about eh, half to two-thirds of the way through the movie, uh-huh. it turns around. Yeah, and, the, and then, like, they have... Everybody's cheering at the end because Isengard is gone, you know? The Ents and... Uh, the Ents and... And the, the, Rohan, the Rohanians destroy Isengard. You know, one of them's with the army, the other one's with the home base. The rest of the army gets killed in Forest of Fangirl, so... Yeah. There's nobody left. And, you know, at the end, you have Gandalf, like, setting up Return of the King, where he's like, the Battle of Helm's Deep is over. The war for Middle-earth has just begun. Yeah. And you're like, okay, the, yeah, that was a little heavy-handed, but... This one, you know, we talk about speeches. I think this one of the three has the best multiple different speeches. Oh, there's so many good speeches in it, yeah. I mean, like you said, Theoden has a good one. Sam has a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Gandalf has a couple good ones in there. Mm-hmm. Even even Aragorn, while it's not a speech, it's a dialogue between him and Legolas. Yeah, it's about, really good. About, I'm going to die with these mm-hmm. men. That's fantastic. It's all just great. Yeah. Um, it's It gives you chills when you watch it, or it should. Mm-hmm. And if you're fully vested in this, and at the point where, you, at this point, you're seven hours into these movies. Yeah. 
If you're not vested in this movie at this point. Yeah. If you're not vested by the time Theoden is like, how has it come to this? Yeah. And then they just have that long shot on his face, and his face is full of resolve, but also trepidation, you know, I'd say. And if you're not like, I want to see this, you don't know what's going on. The other thing that I love about this movie is the scene where Gladrail is kind of talking to... Um, yes. You know, where yeah. she's kind of talking to Elrond. And it's like, I felt like it's like, okay, we need a recap of what's going on. Cause there's been a lot that's happened up to this yeah. point. It's like, but like, it's, I, I pressed pause and it's almost halfway through two towers, which means it's halfway through the series. The so series, yeah. Peter, but it's awesome the way he does it. Cause he's, she's like, what are we going to do? Uh, will we just abandon them to theirs or will we fight one more time? And like, she's setting up. The whole movie, and like yeah. this movie's good with montage. Oh, it really is. It really is, and it has to be though, because like we said at the end of the last podcast, the party is split. Yeah. So there is a shit ton happening at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time, at the same, think, look at Helm's Deep alone. Oh God, you're gonna <laughs> dump more of that out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, more. Jesus Christ. Um, at the time that Helm's Deep is happening, you've got. Preparing for Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Frodo and Sam are making their way through Osgiliath. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Gandalf off doing his thing, trying to find the Rohirrim. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, they've been expelled. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, at that point, the Rohirrim are kind of the, the fighters of, of, of yeah. Rohan. They're gone. Yeah. So they're going to have to f- defend Helm's Deep with farmers. Farmer, Yeah, farmers. And I like the part where um, Gimli's like, too many of these people have seen too many winters. And Legos mm-hmm. is like, or too few. Yeah, it's like they're, they're not mm-hmm. the fighters, but that's what they have. And, you know, it's one of those things that you can, you know, because we're, again, the history people. You can totally see the history and, you know, you know that J.R.R. Was in World War One, and mm-hmm. here's in Helm's Deep. This is the way they always fought. You know, Theoden is like, no one will beat us here. No one ever has. But that was before they had gunpowder. That was before a, the, a new invention of something. Yeah. In World War One, you're looking at like tanks and gas and machine guns, machine guns, and airplanes. Yeah, airplanes. Wait, airplanes in the Revolution. Oh you yeah, forgot I forgot that. that. Um, <laughs> um, but at Helm's Deep. All of a sudden, in the middle of the fight, where you're like, "Hey, we might actually win this yeah. thing." Is that all you have? So Here comes the bomb. That. Yeah, <laughs> and I still love that because Peter Jackson was a horror director. You know, he made some really messed yeah. up horror films, and in this scene, you know, you see that because it blows up, and you see like this person like <laughs> just fly flying through the, through the air for a good yeah. three seconds, yeah. and then landing. One but, of the things I love about the way Peter Jackson sets up that bomb. Is remember up to this point, Legolas is—he's not invincible, but he is a surefire shot. Yeah, he does not miss, and he doesn't miss that orc either. Mm-hmm. So you, Legolas takes aim. You know, I think it was—I think it was Aragorn yells at him, yeah. Legolas. Yeah, get that guy. And yeah. Legolas takes aim, and you're like, oh, he's going to stop him. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be an explosion in the in the field of orcs. Legolas's arrow thunks into him. It's like he just keeps running. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, he kind of jumps after he gets shot into the bomb. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're finally pushed back, obviously that breaks the wall. Mm-hmm. They're pushed back, and the speech inside the keep, mm-hmm. last stand, where Theoden's like, "Hey, 
if we're gonna die, let's die we're out gonna there. We're gonna ride out. We are gonna meet them on the battlefield. Yep. And that, as they come out of there and they start knocking orcs down, that's just that gives me goosebumps every time I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, ride now, ride for you know. Yeah. And then they bust that door down. Mm-hmm. That just every time, it's yeah, just like it's, it like, all, it's just a great scene. And like, it's one of those funny things is Two Towers is my favorite one, and I think of all these things I really like. But as I watched it, because I was trying to watch this when I didn't have enough time to watch the whole thing, but I'm like, I want to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just fast forward through Sam and Frodo a lot. Yeah. Because a little of that goes a long way. It does. Um, this is Sam and Frodo's trekking Yeah, a lot. Now, there's a lot of story being told in that trekking, and we yeah. really get to meet um, Gollum. Mm-hmm. But it does not have the rewatchability as the rest of the movie. No, because this is this is them making their way to Mordor. Yeah, and it's like okay, yeah, the, uh, Sam's got to be mean to Gollum. Gollum's going to be weird. Frodo's going to be sullen. Then yeah. they, you know, are all better, and then they meet this person, and then this happens. You know, now of course when they meet Faramir. Yeah, Faramir. I love. Faramir. I love Faramir, and. You know, you get this sense. So this is the first time we actually see Mordor. Yes. Because it's right on the other side of Osgiliath. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we really see it. So at that point, once they meet Faramir, that's when I start to feel like Frodo and Sam are back in the story again. Yeah. Not that they're ever out of it. I mean, but... they're in the story. It's just, like, anytime you're with those two, I'm like, what's going on in Rohan? Yeah. What's going on with Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas? Because yeah. that's what I want to know about. You know, it's interesting... So many book series, look, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. take a book and split it into two movies. Yeah. This could have been split into two movies. Two Towers could have been two movies. Yeah. You could have had the journey of Frodo and everything that happens to him and another movie, separate movie, with what happens in Rohan. The Frodo movie would be very boring. The Frodo movie would be slow. <laughs> yeah. And t- but you'd, they could really beef up a little bit what happens in Osgiliath and... Mm-hmm. Maybe the, play that up What a happened? Bit. They walked. A lot. They ate. Found a swamp. Fell yeah. in it. Fell in it. Weird ghosts came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, their their story is, is, is plot. Yes. It is definitely plot moving forward. And it has to happen. God damn it. <laughs> Giving me more of those things. Um, their story is plot moving forward. And, and, it, and it drives the plot forward a long way. Yeah. Because in the end of the day, no matter what happens in Rohan, as long as their plot is advanced, it's the movie the, can continue. Yeah. Like, they can lose at Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. If Frodo still gets to Mordor, they're going to win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The Rohan the Rohan stuff, the Helm's Deep stuff, to me, that makes this movie. Yeah, it's, it's like immensely watchable. I could watch that stuff. Always, I would want to live in... This world, you know, for a while. Okay, tell me more. You know, if you mm-hmm. did a, like, if you did a movie about the Rohanians, mm-hmm. I don't care if it doesn't have anything to do with Frodo or anything like that. I find I find it interesting. Me too. Um, you know, we talked about all these different things happening at the same time. We totally left out the fact that Merry and Pippin are on oh, their own adventure yeah, with Treebeard, and I love Treebeard. Oh, Treebeard's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my my young daughter. So every year, my younger daughter and I watch the whole and like she likes the hobbit movies too so we watch right. all six of them usually we start at christmas time you know like right before christmas and we'll watch a lot of it during christmas break mm-hmm. and by 
the beginning of the new year, by the time we go back, we'll have watched the six movies. It takes a while because I got the extended cuts of the right. three Lord of the Rings. So we don't watch them all in one sitting, but we'll watch it. She always finds it so funny that they lost the um, women of the um, Ents. She's like, where'd they go? I'm like, I just don't know where they are. But where are they? It's gone. You know, she just she just loves that part. Yeah. And she loves Treebeard. Well, I, she just, I think she just loves John Reeves Davies because her favorite character is Gimli. And then Treebeard's her favorite, like, second favorite. Yeah. So. I mean, can't who blame her. Yeah. Who doesn't love him? Um, But the Ents are an awesome storyline as well. Yeah. You know? Um, and and, and, and it's... Go to war. The way they, the way, and it obviously it's from the books, but Peter Jackson does a great job from the, from the movie aspect as well. The way they tie the destruction of all the woods around mm-hmm. the tower, yeah, into what happens with Treebeard, yeah, because they were they were like, no, we're just gonna take you home, yeah, we're not gonna fight, and then they see that because Mary and Pippin keep saying. You guys are in this world. This is your fight too, and they're like, nope, it's now nah, we're of, trees. I think they say it's a fight of man and wizard. Yeah, you know something of that nature, and they're like, "We're ancient. We'll still be here." Yeah, but then you know they trick them to take them through Isengard, and they see, and again it goes back to like that industrial revolution yep. and destroying everything that was there before to make the new progress. They're like, "Nope, we're going to you know take them out." And while Helm's Deep's going on, you got the Battle of Isengard, where yeah. you know the Ents just totally destroy the whole thing, bring down the water. My favorite, my favorite Ent mm-hmm. in all of this is in the Battle of Isengard, everything's happening, and the water's been let go, uh-huh. and there's that ant that's on fire, and he runs into the <laughs> yeah, water and puts his head, his head in. I like that one, and I like the one that picks up two orcs and just smashes smash their head, yeah. head together. They're pretty awesome. I love the ants. Yeah, the ants are great. So, uh, you know, there's just, that is just, you know, there's so much going on in this movie, but it's never too much, because no. there's a lot of movies where you're like, they had three movies worth of content in there. Um... A lot of them are really bad. Like, Green Lantern. One of the reasons that was bad is they tried to put about three movies of content. Uh, Batman versus Superman, same thing. They had too much going on. But this one, the running time is long enough, and he does a good job. You know, all of the writers, him, Fran Walsh, Philip uh, Boyens, or whatever her name is, they do a good job of balancing everybody and making you care about all these characters. Because you still have eight of the nine fellowships still alive that were following them. You like all of them. You still got Arwen. We've added Eowyn. Yeah. yeah. Now we got all of these people from Rohan that you care about instantly. Eowyn, Theoden. And then you got Faramir, who doesn't have much of a role in this one, but is very important. And with the extended cut, I love the scene where yeah. they add the stuff with Boromir and you see um, the dad and how the dad's like a total dick and yeah. everything like that. You meet the steward of Gondor. Mm-hmm. or Yeah, the steward of Gondor in this one. And... And right off the bat, I mean, immediately you hate that man. Yeah. Immediately. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, like, I'm talking Dolores Umbridge level hatred for Yeah. Him. Yeah. And that's just, pretty high. Yeah. And you just don't like him. But they have all this time for not, like, this is a huge cast. There's so many characters that you care about. Because a lot of the movies, you'll be like, all right, I like this one, that one. But if this one went there, it's okay. Honestly, honestly, I'd even go as far as, like, at uh, Avengers Endgame. When mm-hmm. all the Avengers come back together, I'm like, okay, as long as that group right there is fine, yeah. I can sacrifice some others. Yeah. But in this movie, I'm like, no, don't kill any of these guys. Yeah, you just like all of them, and they give enough time for all the characters. Every character is a well-rounded character. You understand. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you go back to 
the middle movie typically this not being a traditional middle movie. Yeah. What other trilogy can you think of where at the middle movie they've defeated fifty percent of the of the major villains? Because you yeah. had Saruman and Sauron. Saruman is in essence he's defeated right now. Yes. At the end of this movie, he has been defeated. Mm-hmm. He's trapped up on top of his tower, watching it get destroyed. You know, I'm so glad that in the extended cut they actually show his defeat because yeah. I always found that weird. In, in the, the in the theatrical, he just kind of is there. He's not even in Return of the King. Like the last, he's at the top. The last that you see him is in Two Towers when right he's there, and then like you're just like yeah we beat him it's yeah like, oh okay, and he's just gone show he's, it. yeah in 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 theatrical you see him looking out his windows uh-huh. as the ants are smashing up. His, Isengard. Yeah. And that's the last you see of Saruman, and he's just written off as defeated. Yes. So yes, I do like that they've added his added his actual defeat. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't add it, they just they took it away. Yeah, they took it out and then I'm they glad put they it back in. Put yeah. it in for the, the director's cut. Yeah, because you, you wanted to see his comeuppance. You know. And he gets it. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> it's shot with an arrow, it falls in pails and then washes into the river. Yeah. And then like Treebeard's like wash away his sins. And like, oh, wow. The only way that would have been cooler is if like Treebeard had literally pulled him in half. Yeah. Like pink and just like popped him in half. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a very great second movie. It, it, it bucks the trend. Yeah. And it's not just the movie. Obviously it's following the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it bucks the trend of trilogies. Yeah. And like the great thing is there's so many, like when it's not a movie that's going to end, you know, there's not an ending point, you know, like when they split the movies into half. You didn't feel like the first part of Harry Potter movie was a full movie. Of number seven? Yeah. Of, no. Um, Deathly De- Hollows. Yeah, Deathly Hollows. Same thing with Mockingjay. Well, it was just stupid they made Mockingjay into two. Oh, Mockingjay only was made into two because of Deathly Hollows. Yeah. But like in Deathly Hollows 1, it just ended. You're like, I don't feel like I have... It wasn't satisfied. Yeah, it wasn't a satisfying ending. It wasn't even... You know, even like at the end of going back to Hunger Games, Catching Fire, at the end of that, you want to see the next one. You want to but see But at least Mockingjay, I had something happen. But you had the ending. Yeah. Two Towers is so good because it is, you know, like, they... There's a good ending. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't mm. get the, um... It's a good ring. rest point. Yeah. They didn't get the ring. They didn't beat Sauron. But Saruman's gone. It's a very good resting point because, yes, you want a lot more. Uh-huh. But you're satisfied with what's happened up to this point. Yes. And you feel like, okay, this is a good point in the story to take a breath... Mm-hmm. And we'll come right back. Yes, and and they do a, a year later in the uh-huh. theatrical releases. But yep. you know, I, I enjoyed the way that this ended. It felt like a good chapter, mm-hmm. which is kind of what it was. Yes, it was a book ending, mm-hmm. and then we move on to the next one. So, and like you know, the next one's just as good too. It's one of those rare occasions where they stick the landing. And again, you know, it's different because they shot it as one movie. Yes, they did. Just like we talked about last time. This isn't three movies. This is one giant. Yeah, and they epic. shot it that way too. Because yeah. even you know, like, oh, we know we're going to do this. You know, it's going to be three well, movies. It's still you know, if you shoot it differently, chemistry can change. You know, people. Yeah. But they shot all this together. And that's why the third one. It's very satisfying. It sticks this to is, landing. This is the only trilogy that I've ever seen personally, where each of the three was as good as the one before it. Yeah. Because there's, there's always a there's always a letdown somewhere. Yeah, you know, the, there's not a Temple of Doom or Die Hard Two, right? Or Back to the Future Three in here. To me, even if you look at the original three Star Wars, Return of the Jedi was the weakest of the three oh, yeah. for me, hands down. God, the first 
40 minutes of that movie is unbearably slow. The only the only reason I watch it is to get to the end of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I, I love too, Star Wars. It, but it, We did not need 40 minutes on Jabba's Palace. No, we really didn't. And it's it's kind of... Family Guy kind of pokes fun of that in yeah. its in its thing where they're doing the head nod for like five minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, this is this is one of the few where all three are just great. Yeah. They're just fantastic. Yeah, and like there's you can, you my favorite is Two Towers, but it's just because the scenes are in Two Towers. It's not like it's better than the other two. Yeah, it's more of these are the scenes I like the most. So yeah. it's not like this is the best. It's just my favorite. Yeah, and that's what I always say. My favorite is this. I don't say yeah. it's the best. My favorite is Return of the King. And mm-hmm. You know, for reasons we'll talk about next time. Yeah, but um, right, so I'd say that's it for two towers for now. Because you had something else, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's do our categories. Do you have that? Oh yeah, I have our categories. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that, aren't we? And then I, have I have that. something. Okay, for you have something about that. Okay, so uh, let's see. Best speech. It's you know the Sam where he's like, I know it's yeah. all wrong by rights. We shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like the great stories, and I just love the end um, because they kept going because they were holding on to something. What were they holding on to? That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. That, I love it. And, like, especially at this time right now. you got to remember that. Yep. I mean, there's no question in my mind. Look at the scene I've got pulled up. Uh It's the same speech. Yeah. You know, I love that one. You know, any other movie, it would be Theoden's, how did it come to this? Because I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but it's foreboding and it's sweet as hell. It is. It's foreboding, and while not a speech, again, the, the Legolas-Aragorn fight, uh-huh. um, also not a speech, but the humor of Gimli's, you're going to have to toss me. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, just Gimli is, like, Gimli's my daughter's favorite, because she loves well, all of his funny stuff, where, you know, he's like, I got 42, 43, and then, like, Legolas kills him. It's like, he was twitching. He's like, because his his uh, nervous system is in my axe and he starts <laughs> yeah. moving and he's wiggling. Yeah, yeah Gil- awesome. Gilly's great. So, okay, so that's... Okay, so that's our best speech. speech. Yep. Best scene, Helm's Deep. Helm's, I, I mean, like, if I had to break down oh. Helm's Deep, my favorite part is probably right before where, like, it's a slow motion montage of everybody getting ready and crying people mm-hmm. and then up to the... Um, where it rains. And okay. he just goes... And so, so it begins. If I'm gonna have to break down Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. then it's inside the keep where the, Theoden's like, This isn't where we're gonna die, we're gonna yeah, die we're out gonna, there. We're gonna die on the battlefield. Yeah. That's mine. But again, we're nitpicking yeah, there because, because you can't just say Helm's Deep because that's like a third of the movie. But it's it is all one contiguous scene. Yeah, really. It, it really is. Um Best Hero. Ooh, jeez. Because we have to choose somebody different, uh-huh. and it's not just Aragorn, Aragorn, Aragorn. I think Theoden. I'm going to give it to Aragorn in this one, though. I'm going to give it to Theoden. Theoden, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, he's really good because he doesn't always make the right choices, but he always does what he thinks is right. Right. And to me, he does more. And, and you could say Aragorn does the same thing. When he says, I'm going to die with these people, uh-huh. Theoden says, hey, I'm going to die a hero. Yeah. I'm not going to die cowering in this keep. I'm going out there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I think this one I'll give it to Aragorn because these aren't his people. The next movie, that's his people. You know, these are just yeah. people he met and he likes. And But he is such a good person that he's willing to die with them. He's willing to take that time and talk to that kid and calm him down. And, like, he lives and dies with these people. And, I, you know, I just love that. So I'll go with that one in this one. Okay. Uh, best Legolas moment. Oh, it's when he's on the shield. Oh, yeah. Where he surfs down the shield, shoots like five orcs, kicks off the shield, and then impales another one. Uh, 
Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to go with that, or I would go with just the way Legolas and Gimli count off. Yeah. As they're fighting. Yeah. That's 24. That's great, too. You know, and, yeah. and that's a Legolas moment. Yeah. Um, so what about what character would you be? What character would I be? That's, you know... I know which one I'd be. Theoden would probably be where I'd go. Aomer. Aomer? Yeah, okay. Because there's something just like... I don't know, I love the countryside of Rohan, like I said. Mm -hmm. And so if I could be Aomir and my job is to just ride, ride that countryside and protect, protect it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I wouldn't complain about that at all. Um, I wouldn't want to be the guy whose job it is to protect the beacons. And yeah. And he doesn't do it very well. He gets yeah. lit. <laughs> um, and then one role you could not recast in this. I think we're both going to agree. Um, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to go with Aragorn with everyone. I'm going Gimli with this one. Gimli, mm -hmm. yeah, Gimli's a good one. But I again, I, I think it's I think it's Theoden. Yeah, Theoden you can't recast. You can't. Theoden. Yeah, okay, I'm going Theoden because anybody else in his role, mm -hmm. like you said earlier, he acts the shit out of that role. He's regal and like you know, it's funny because you know I think it was Theoden now, and even though he had his career before as Bernard Hill. And, like, I was watching Titanic, and I forgot he was the ship captain. I'm like, oh, shit, Thaden's head of the Titanic. Okay. Oh, God, he is, isn't he? Yeah, it's the same guy. Damn. Um, but yeah, he is so good. He's just so good in this movie. And, like, you know, the, I just love the scene, too, where, where I love the whole part where, like, they're going in there, and they don't take his staff because he's tending to be, like, this elderly person, and then Gandalf, like, takes um, back control of his body. Like smacks him. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, uh, you know, Thaden's yeah. like, where's my son? And then they go and he's like, uh, these flowers have always grown on the um, graves of my forebears and now it shall be on my son. And he just cries and they just take a moment and they, you let, yeah. and you just feel it there. I mean, yeah, Thaden is just great. Yeah, uh, no doubt. No doubt at all. Um, oddly enough, I also could, uh, the other person I thought about you couldn't recast mm -hmm. was the steward of Gondor. The way I hate that man and mm -hmm. loathe him, I can't even think of the actor's name. Oh god! But the way I loathe him, I gotta look him, this up because I gotta tell you a funny joke about it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't see him being recast. Mm -hmm. He's, he's just, oh, he's yeah, despicable. He's, he's from, um, he was in Fringe too, and I always remembered him like, oh, it's the steward of Gondor. Yeah. Um, god, what's his it. actual name? Oh, um, John Noble. John Noble. So, um, I like the DC TV shows. Yeah. Um, Flash is good, Arrow, I watched all of it, but my favorite one is Legends of Tomorrow. And so they had a character, I think it was two years ago, Milius, he was like this demon thing, and he was voiced by John Noble. Really? Yeah. And so there's, because, um, nothing in Legends of Tomorrow is serious. You oh, know, they no. don't take it serious, you know, it's very meta. So they're like, well, how are we going to get this? Because they need his voice to do open something. They're like, how are we going to get him to say? Cause they need to get in to get like mm -hmm. MacGuffin. Right. So they've heard him talk and, um, two, like, uh, two of the characters are watching. No, it's, um, Rory. He's watching, um, uh, Mick is watching two tower. No, uh, return of the King. And like, there's a scene with the steward of Gondor. They're like, that sounds exactly like Milvis, <laughs> and it's like the same voice. So then they go back, because they're on a time travel show. Oh, so course. then they go back to New Zealand in like 2000, and knock on this door, and John Noble comes out as John Noble in his, you know, um, <laughs> Stuart of Gondor outfit. They're like, hey, we uh, Peter Jackson has some more lines he wants you to say. Can you say this? He's like, I didn't get this. 
He's like, can you just say this? And he says all these lines, and they leave. And the episode's called In Starring John Noble as Himself. That's awesome. And I'm like, I love how meta this show is. That show is... Once... I think that show was tough for me to get into at first. The first season's awful. Well, not just the first season. I mean, the first season's bad, but not just that, but because it, it, it spawned from all these very serious shows. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, this isn't that... This isn't what Arrow is or yeah. Flashes. But once you start to understand that, you... Yeah. Man, you love it. And, yeah, because, I mean, the finale this year, they were battling the worst um, people in history. So, like, Genghis Khan is there, and Dillinger, and Marie Antoinette, and all these other characters. But Cisco is also there, and he's singing the thong song in the background. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's this show in a nutshell, and I love it for it. Oh, I love how crazy awesome. it is. But I just, yeah, like, I just love that with John Noble actually yes. showing up in his thing, because yes. they're like... That's what he sounds like. I'm like, so this awesome. is so third level of like meta That broke like seven walls. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that we didn't mention last week that I think is really important. A reason that I think these movies last so well mm-hmm. is of the um, practical effects. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Because I like the Hobbit movies. I like them. I don't love them. They CGI'd that a lot more. It's too... There's too much. There's no feeling. Like Helm's Deep, there was a feeling of people because they were in makeup there was actually people there. You know, mm-hmm. by the time you get to Hobbit, they have the goblin with the balls under his chin. Yeah. And um, the main bad guy is just CGI, and it just doesn't work as well. You need that physicality there. I don't disagree. You know, it's the prequels of Star Wars. Yes, same thing. You know, they're... Okay, I'm going to take some flack for this. They're not the worst stories, the prequels. Eh. They're not great. <laughs> yeah. They're not the worst stories. But... You can't get past the CGI. Yeah, and that's what everybody's biggest complaint of the prequels is. Yeah, and like that was the problem with the Hobbit. You know, he's like, "Oh, I can do all this." It's like I, I would rather you not spend all that money on CGI and hire costume people and make the armor, Mm -hmm. hire makeup people and do it because it felt real. While in the Hobbit, there's a lot of times I'm like, I'm watching a video game. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if that's not just. We had to hurry and make this movie and strike while the iron's hot. Whereas yeah. with the Lord of the Rings, it's like, hey, I got seven years if I need it. Yeah, because it's just ugly. There's a lot of stuff in yeah. the the Hobbit movies that was just ugly, and bad CG is ugly. Oh, it really is. When it's not done well, because like even if you go back and you look at um, like old Harry House and stuff, mm-hmm. it doesn't look real, but it still is cool. You go back and look at bad CG, and you're just like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, you know, go back and... I know some people love Blade. But go back and look at the first Blade CG stuff. Oh, my God, it's... Well, I still love Blade, but the CG and it's bad. Yeah. so It's tough. But that's one thing I did want to mention, because that's one of the reasons I love it, is everything is there, and you feel like... You know, the only... Like, the really big special effect is Gollum. Yeah, but they do such a good job yeah. with motion because, capture. Yeah. Because even the Nazgul's... He's real. He got real Nazgul's, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He bought them. Yeah. It was kind of like... Um, what um, it's, it's, it's Australia. Why the fuck not? It's probably there yeah. somewhere. But it's like what um, Francis Ford Coppola did with Apocalypse Now that he rented the helicopters from like real fighters. That's what Peter Jackson did with the Nazgul. Nazguls. He's like, yeah. hey, you, come, we're yeah. going to get those. We want those dragon things. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, like the CG they had wasn't much, so it looked good, but all the people were real. And like, that's one of the reasons Helm Deep so good because yeah. it's physical. It's all there. All yeah. Right, so. Here is the surprise. Oh, boy. Steve does not know about this. Yeah, I got a piece of paper. Oh, shit. All right, so we're going to have a draft. Okay. I have made 
three tiers. Tier one is the main characters, and we'll get to pick three. Okay. Tier two is the secondary characters, and you get to pick two of them. Okay. And then tier three is glorified cameos. Okay. Or, you know, people that are more important to the okay. Hobbits. Sure. Stories. So you what, have, am I, what am I drafting them for? To um, create my Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, to create a movie. Like, if you're going to make another movie, it's the same characters, same actors, so they're going to have that same feel. Okay. What do you think would make the best movie if you could only pick some of these? So, uh, do you have a pin down here at all? Oh, somewhere. Somewhere. Let's see. This is my... This is us in D&D mode somewhere. Oh, yeah, here we go. Well, I got tons of pencils. That works. We'll just do a pencil. Pencils. So, I'm going to let you pick first. And you're going to do the tier three. And if you pick them, I can't pick them. And vice versa. So, we're going to start at tier three? No, we're going to start at tier one. tier one, okay. Yeah, you get to pick three. So, you get to pick the first one. So, who is your first? And this is just to make a movie. Yeah, you're making a movie with these characters and the, uh, the actors with it. I'm going with Gimli first. All right. Here you go. Have, so a, have a thing there. I got to take Aragon. Yeah, I figured you would. Yep. Uh, let's see. I Since I've got Gimli, mm-hmm. it's got to be Legolas. The Gimli and Legolas show here. Yep. Like, they're right. kind of a package deal. All right. So I'm hoping that I'll keep my third person so I can take Gandalf now. Oh, but now here's the biggest question. Because I'm leaning very much toward... Because I can go either one of two ways. So I'm good either... Whoever you pick, I got two of the people. I'm not sure how that would work. So I'm not... my. So if I'm just looking at, like, most powerful characters that I'd want to take with me, mm-hmm. Elrond would be on the list. Yes. But I, I don't think, think he think plays of... well with Gimli and Legolas. Yeah. So, honest to goodness, um, Gimli, Legolas... And if he can survive, I'm taking Boromir. All right, so you're taking Boromir. Yeah. Pretty much the tier one for you guys is the Fellowship, and then at the bottom I put Gladrail and Elrond. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so um, so here's what I'm doing. So I got Gandalf and Aragon now. That's a good one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a movie about the time right before this. Oh, okay. So I'm going to take... You're going to go with Elrond. Elrond. Yeah. Because I want to see a movie where Aragon, Gandalf, and Elrond are doing something. There was a thing the other day I saw their ages. Uh-huh. Gandalf actually doesn't have an age. Yeah. <laughs> old as balls. Yeah. But Aragorn's like 300 and some odd years old. I thought he was like 80-something. Maybe. I can't remember. No, he, he may only be 80. You're right. Yeah, I think he's like um, late 80s. I'll look it up while, while we're talking. But yeah, that's a good... I'd like... That's not a bad idea to go right before. Yeah. I'm thinking like... So yours is like... Yours is almost like a road pitcher, like a Bing Crosby kind of. Yeah, movie. mine's gonna be Gimli and Legolas. I would watch the hell out of that with Boromir running with them. Yeah, I'd watch the hell out of that. Um, um go ahead. So I get I'll to pick. The next one. Yeah, I get to pick the first one and this next one. And you know, it's the same movie. Yeah. So. Um, oh, they're in the same movie. Yes, okay. because these are our stars. These are the supporting ones, and the third one is like they have a scene. Mm-hmm. So I gotta keep with. What I think will uh, work in my movie. So usually I take Faramir, okay. but he's not really going to fit with what's going on. So the first one I got to do is I got to pick Arwen, just because I want you know the love story, see a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. So okay, Aragorn's eighty-eight, by the way. Okay, so I knew he was eighty. So um, pick the tier two is pretty much the Rohanians. So we got. 
Aramir, Erwin, Theoden. Also, Faramir is in there and Arwen. So okay. you got to pick yours. So you got this road picture going on. I, I know who I would pick for yours. I would love to see Faramir and Boromir yeah, together. Yeah, you got to do the brothers. Yeah, I would love to see that. I mean, my initial thought is, if you don't have Faramir on that list, I love Eomir. Uh-huh. But with Faramir on that list... And I think I'm going to go with Theoden here. Theoden's good. Get a kingly kind of thing. So yeah. they can bring in Rohan and, you know, because Gandalf knew him beforehand. Let's see how and, they're friends. And I am going to go with Aramir. So you got Aramir. So, yeah, so this is actually a yeah. pretty good little fighting group. Yeah, you got a good fighting group. You got, you know, you know, I'm going more big kind of names. I got Gandalf. I got Elrond. I got Theoden. I got some elves. So you See, I see what you're doing here is you're doing the... Mine's going to be like... The big level guys. Yeah, mine's going to be this regal movie where they might not be fighting as much, but they're plotting out. My guys are the guys in the trenches yeah. doing everything. Yeah, my guys are going to be the ones telling your guys. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of working out that way. Okay, so you can so pick your TMO first. Uh, I'll do your Treebeard, Gollum, and Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. None of us took any hobbits. No. Poor hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it, I almost took Sam. Uh-huh. But I think I think the draw of Sam is specific to Frodo. Frodo. Yes, exactly. So if you don't have Frodo, Sam's really worthless. And, you know, like I'm doing a prequel. The hobbits are just oh, having a good yeah, time. they're just having a good time there. Um, I'm really kind of torn between Haldir and Treebeard. Because mm-hmm. Gollum, I think... He doesn't really play with my cast. Mm-hmm. And Bilbo is not really... I mean, he's old at this point because he's given mm-hmm. up the ring. Yeah. So, Treebeard doesn't really work, so I'm going to go with Haldir. All right. You're going with the elf. Well, and he fits in with the rest of your group. He does fit in. And Treebeard really doesn't. So, pretty much, um, there was Clone Wars episodes where they had this group called the Bad Batch. That's my guys. This is Lord of the Rings, the Bad Batch. Well, you know? they've made, they're making that... Yeah. into a series now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So you pretty much made the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, more or less. The Magnificent this Seven. Is, this is the group that, if you say, hey, we've got to go take on this orc stronghold, that's the team I was uh, putting together. All right, I'm going to pick Treebeard. I'm going to keep I my, do like Treebeard. I'm going to keep my thing where like they are going through the forest yeah. to see something. They're like, hey, Treebeard. And he's like, yo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I like that because Treebeard, I think he's kind of the leader of the Ents. Uh-huh. Um, I almost chose him, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, you think about my the way I was picturing my guys is this is like a D and D group. Yeah, you're not gonna have a giant tree walk into an inn with you. No, no, like yeah, you like both movies are like two sets that I love because some of my favorite um, and like especially comic books. Comic books for me, the ones I didn't really like are the like cosmic ones. Could never get into Fantastic Four. Never really yeah. liked the outer space kind of stuff. Right. The ones I like is. The guys fighting in the trenches, like Captain America, Daredevil, Spider-Man even. Yes. Yeah. Spider-Man, you know, for the most part is very, well, I'm in New York, I'm fighting a crazy scientist. Yeah, so I mean. Yours is, here are these boots on the ground Street level heroes is what yeah. I like them. And I would watch the hell out of that movie, I'd probably like it. And then mine is the, on the totally opposite side, okay, we know this is coming, here's, my movie is going to be, here they are in... The halls, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out what to do. Yeah. they got some kings, we got some elves, we got wizards, we got the king of Gondor, you know, everything yeah. like that. I like it. They're both two good movies. Yes. I think it kind of shows, mine, mine at least, kind of shows my style of, of you know, 
tabletop RPG, you mm-hmm. know? You've got Boromir's kind of your tanky guy. Mm-hmm. Legolas and Gimli. I mean, they're kind of comic relief, but at the same time, they're badass. Yeah. Uh, Aomir, Faramir. Yeah, you got the guys. Haldir. Yeah, you got the stealth, you got the tank, you got everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I enjoyed that. <laughs> my that movie, fun. my movie though, is going to be, like, the reviews okay. are going to be like, way too many monologues in this movie. <laughs> That's a bunch of guys standing around a table moving pieces. Yes. And they just monologue all the time. <laughs> you you really did kind of pick everybody who monologues. Yes, I know. <laughs> Elrond has a few. Gandalf. Elrond, wasn't it in this movie that we, we totally skipped the Elrond monologue when he gave the sword to Aragorn? No, that's next. That's, that's next. That's, right. that's Return of the King. You're right. This is the one where he cock blocks Aragorn with yeah. Arwen because yeah. she's like, "I'm going to stay with him." He's like, "No, you're not. You're going to we're going to go. We're going to go die now." Yeah, because she's like, "I'm going to stay with them." And he's like, don't you love your dad? She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, ooh, that is like a total cock block yeah, it really there. was. It really was. Cock block Elrond. Um, yeah, that's a good That's a good little list there. Yeah. I'm, I want to see your movie now. I kind of want to see it too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would be good with just a movie of Gimli and Legolas going around the world together. Yeah. That's all I really need. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fluff. But how, mu- how much... How much fun would a movie of Gimli and Air- and Legolas be? Now, I want to see this whole group of yours go together, and like my maybe this is one movie, but like mine is like the part where they're like planning everything, and then they're like, "Hey, go do it." Yeah. So like my guys are the Jack Ryan, and yours is the Clark. There you go. If you want to use like a twenty-five-year-old Tom Clancy <laughs> that's, reference, it's an old reference. Um, I mean, hey. you could tie it back into uh, the current. Jack Ryan, though. Yeah, I was about to say, they're making a movie, a Clark movie with Michael B. Jordan, so... Yeah, they are. Um, I like that. That was fun. Yeah. Um, all told, like I said, while this isn't my favorite of the three, you can't argue that it's not worthy of being a favorite. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. It's my um, wife's favorite. Now, my daughter, she's like you. She loves Return of the King. My other daughter, she's never really gotten in as much with Lord of the Rings. She knows all the stuff, but my younger daughter is... Like, yeah. obsessed. Like, she says when she turns 18, we're going to get matching um, Tree of Gondor tattoos. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, okay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, you don't have to ask me twice. Um, And that's actually something the, the cast did. They all got rings. Yeah, they all got, yeah, on their ankles. Yeah, on their ankles tattooed. Yeah. Uh, so every one of them has a ring that will forever bond them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was cool, you know? Yeah. And, and, like, you could just, that's one of the other reasons you like it. You can tell that the cast got along, that they had they chemistry. Really that they were into their characters and everything like that. They really did. I mean, we talked about it last week, but it was in this movie mm-hmm. that Aragorn is so, Viggo Mortensen is so into his character that he breaks he his foot. his foot and he screams out. And he plays the scene out. Yes. I mean, that's how into it he was. Yes. Uh, even Daniel Day-Lewis could, <laughs> yeah. could like that. All yeah. right. So that's our speech about... That's our monologue. Yeah, that's our monologue. It was 55 minutes long. Not quite as long as the last one. For everybody wondering, we did finish the bag of marshmallow. Oh, yeah, that's gone. So um, I'm going to go like go blind now, I think, because I had a little too much sugar. That's all right. It was worth it. Yeah. I have to still be a little bit hyped up because in four hours, I'm supposed to actually play soccer. Yeah. Well, for the first time in... Ten years? See, we should have cut some of it up. You just snorted it. Oh, God. Right before you went. Just before I go, just line it on a table. Uh-huh. Right up to the nose. Um, that could have been a good idea. Um, but, yep, that was Two Towers. Um, yeah. Can't wait to watch Return of the King. I'll do it this week. Oh, and yeah. then we'll, you know, finish our 
Finish our epic series. Epic trilogy of the epic trilogy. The epic trilogy of the epic trilogy. Um, yeah. So, uh, Two Towers, we'll probably talk a lot about the movie itself, but a lot of the overarching things, like the music threw it out, throughout mm-hmm. it, and stuff yeah. like that, too. So, um, all right. That was it for today, and we will see you soon. See you later.